This is Seven Sports. Hello and welcome to episode six of In the Spotlight with me, Ryan Butler, here on Seven Sport. And for episode six, we thought we'd mix it up with a player who is still playing, a player who is about to approach the the peak of his powers, and a man who you know he's come through the youth system at a football league club. He's played at a decent level of non-league football and had trials at the championship level. He's come out of the forest and is one of the brightest stars in the game from the Forest of Dean. It's former Gloucester City captain, Kieran Thomas. When you were, were growing up, obviously playing for, for Mitchell Dean and, and you know, in, in the forest, you know, yeah. who were your, your heroes that you looked up to? Well, professionally, like players. Yeah, yeah, a bit of both, professionally, locally, anybody. I've always, um, Stephen Gerrard's a big one, I've always looked up towards Gerrard, and another one for me was quite local, was Dave Bird. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was quite a big thing to come out of, like, the Forest of Dean, so I was just look up to, like, him, and when I joined town, I was, like, you know, looking up to him, and well, um, I remember once, actually, I got a lift with him, actually, to... I was training with the under-18s. I got a lift with him from Cinderford to town. I mean, he's in the first team there. And I was like, sat in the car next to him thinking, bloody hell. Like. So he was a bit of a growing up. And then starstruck, were you? Pardon? Were you starstruck? A little bit, yeah. So I was only, I think I might have been 14, 15 at the time. Obviously, he was like in the first team and doing well. So, yeah, he was him, Stephen Gerrard. Because yeah, obviously, because obviously, you know, for for Gloucester City fans and and you know, Cinderford fans as well, you know, they're going to be more used to seeing you play at right back. But you know, I've seen you play centre midfield for for Hereford, and I believe you started as a central midfielder. Yeah, um, I started as centre midfielder when I was well, ever since I started playing football, I was always in the midfield, and then went to Cheltenham and started in midfield, and then I went. I think John Brett said, oh, do you want to play right back? I think I'll write that was under it or something like that. And I played right back and did really well there. He's like, oh, I'm playing you there again. And kind of just went from there, really. And then I've always played right back since, apart from... It was Rickle actually wanted me to play midfield. At first, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm so used to playing right back. And then he was like, I want you to play midfield. And I played in midfield for him and did well in midfield and played a few more games in midfield. For Hereford under Russell Slade, and then yeah, did right in that really. So I still think of myself as a right back. I think, but there's definitely. a benefit you to have that, you know, versatility, especially at that level. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I can do a job in midfield and do a job right back. You know, it doesn't really, really bother me. It's whatever. I'm quite easy. You know, you find the the transition. Obviously, such a young age, you, you know, a lot of players end up sort of playing all over the park, but. Did you find the transition into being a right back? You said you played quite well, but you know, consistently, did you get the same sort of kick out of it and, and enjoy playing football um, in that position? I did, yeah. Obviously, a big thing for me has always been I love, you know, I love attack where everyone knows that, and I've always loved to get forward and things like that, and you know, that's obviously what a modern day fullback they want people want, and so it wasn't it was obviously a bit of like different terms of positioning and things like that, but. In terms of the, I, just, I grasped it quite well, really. Obviously, I, I was tackling a lot and I was getting forward and trying to create things and things like that. So yeah, I just it kind of fell to me quite naturally, really. And how did you get involved um, with, with Cheltenham Town? Obviously, was there a sense of you know scouts coming to watch you, or or how did it progress for you? Um, I went. I was playing 
think I was playing for Michelin. I'm in a tournament at Michelin, and um, it was Roger, Roger Hyatt. Yeah. Roger? Yeah, yeah. He um, he was there, and he like approached my dad and <clears throat> just said, "Oh, you know, I want Kieran to come to Cheltenham, blah blah blah." And um, at the time, I was obviously, I was like, I was obviously buzzing. I was like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I played locally then. But at the time, my brother was playing for West Brom, Luke. Yeah. And so my dad was kind of like, well, I can't, can't really do both. And kind of without even seeing my brother, Luke and Leo, Roger said, we will take all three. So I was 12 at the time and I signed a four-year contract um, wow. with Chatham. So yeah, it was quite like quite a big thing. So there wasn't many players that signed like a four-year deal at the time. So I was like really happy, and obviously my brothers was happy, and it all went from there really. So, so it was caused quite a big thing for us growing up. And so did you physically have to sign a contract at that age? Yeah, well I did. I, yeah, you do. Yeah, so obviously you get like um, people want to sign you and things like that, don't they? Like bigger club, prem clubs, sign a few younger lads. I just assumed the parents would have signed, but you as an you as a twelve year old child would have had to have signed the paperwork yourself. Yeah, yeah, I had to sign it. Yeah. Wow. It's mad, isn't it? Can you remember See, much of the you know getting the, the the form and you know was it at home or did you have to go to the club or? No, I remember. Yeah, it was quite a big thing. We went um, midweek. We went up to season's training ground, and I think it was might have been Ken was there at the time. Ken Phelps maybe. And he was like, I think he was part of the youth team and things like that. And then we went there and I think it was a Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Uh, we had a few photos and things like that and just signed the forms. It was quite, yeah, it was quite a big thing at the time. Even at that age, you go to school the next day thinking, yeah, I've just, you know, put a pen to yeah. paper on a, on a major, major, major deal really for that age. Well, yeah, four year, con- like four year contract was a bit like, Bit unheard of. I think it might have been maybe me and maybe even Jamie Edge. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. It might have been even just me. I'm not. There wasn't many people that signed it, a four year deal, and it was a bit like big thing. So, as at 12 years old, you know, do you think at that point, you know, looking ahead at four years, or you know, are you that young that you think oh, I just want to be playing football and and see sort of where you go? Yeah, I just thought, just see where it goes. I didn't really, it wasn't thinking ahead. I was thinking, oh, we'll just take each year as it comes. And then I got, obviously, my scholarship there. And I got that, I think, I'm over 15 at the time. It was like a year early um, with John Bruff. So that was a big thing. As soon as I got the, um, the scholarship, that was, I was thinking more so ahead then than I was when I was 12. Did the scholarship add any, any sort of pressure to you on the pitch at all? A little bit it did, yeah, because obviously I was 15 and I was going up like, with the under-18s and things like that. And when I played for my own age, under-16s, I kind of felt maybe people were thinking, oh, he's got a scholarship already and, you know, and there is a bit more pressure on you if you make a mistake or something like that kind of thing, you know. But I, I didn't really let it affect me, to be honest. I kind of just <clears throat> got on with it and, you know, done what I'd done. It was, it was all right. Do you think the fact that, you know, it was yourself and, and your brothers had signed that initial deal and, and you know, as a family, it was almost, not not to say you were used to it, but obviously it, it was something that was probably more common than, than other people that, 
that clubs were sniffing around. Did that benefit you really in, in sort of your progression? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it made me, it gave me confidence definitely um, to be handed a deal like that, and obviously with my brothers and things like that. It it all just slipped into place really, so it was it definitely gave me confidence in that respect. Yeah. And what was life like here? Uh, at Cheltenham obviously you've got the scholarship you know you're you're continuing to to play and, and grow both physically um, at, away from football and obviously on the pitch did you, did, were you sat there thinking you know I'm, I'm guaranteed to get signed on or, or, or how hard did you, you sort of press it um, scholarship was it was quite hard for me at the time I thought I I got on really well. My first year, I was playing in reserve games, um, 16, 17, or whatever. And it was, you know, really good, and it was going well. And, and then second year came, and again, I was playing, you know, playing every well, every week, reserve games, and, you know, doing well, really. And then towards the end of the decisions, um, it was I was training with the first team quite a bit, and I even, I travelled with the first team quite a lot. I got my, um, my uh, shirts and things like that, and I thought, Maybe I've been with a chance here, and I, I thought you know, over the time I maybe deserve a chance. Yeah, maybe maybe deserved a year or something. And when it came to it, I didn't get it. I was a bit yeah, I, I was got it too fair. Did it come as a, did it come as a shock? Um, between me, like me and you, no, um, because I've been like I said I've been in like the adult game now for quite a few years, and it's a very opinionated game. Um, you know, some some managers might like you, some managers think, hang on a minute, I'm not really keen on him. And I didn't get a very good vibe for Mighty Eight. Um, not at all. Because um, then you look at, like, the year after I left, I think Paul Buckle came to Cheltenham and the likes of, uh, like, Harry Williams got signed, Adam Powell, Bobby, loads of lads from our age below got signed as pros. And I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. That kind of disheartened me a little bit. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, and, but I've never like gone. I've never gone away and gone fucking hell. That might yeah, blah blah blah. It's never nothing like that. But the many people that said to me, I can't believe I didn't get a get a pro, get a pro. Why didn't you get a pro? And I'm just kind of just putting it in the back of my mind, kind of thing, just getting on with it as it comes, kind of thing. You know, is it hard though? Because obviously the sense there is that you know, if it was a different manager or, or a different time, even. You know, then then your chances would have increased to get signed. Yeah, I a hundred percent believe that. I hundred percent believe if it was someone if it was a different manager, I would think yeah, I think I would have been given a chance. Um you know at the time of I was I was on loan at Sinford, um, when I was in my second year scholar. And I was doing like really well, sixteen, seventeen, seventeen I was I believed if I was any maybe any other club, because obviously Chantham are not the best financially and Things like that. I believe I would have been given at least a year. That's yeah, obviously, from the sounds of it, obviously, if you're getting, you know, reserve team appearances and you know training with the first team, it is almost nurturing you for that um, step up. But yeah, yeah. So it kind of gave me, like, gave me like confidence, and I was thinking, hang on, I'm coming with a chance. And then all of a sudden, like, no, it's not happening. It was definitely hard. It was hard, hundred percent. So you left Cheltenham and you, you said there you were on loan at Cinderford and you ended up signing with them. Um, did it make yeah. it easier for you to, to be at Cinderford, not only location-wise, but also the fact that, that John Bruff had gone there 
um, and obviously knew what you were about. Well, at the time, I was on loan at Sindford from Cheltenham, and Steve Peters was the manager then. And I remember I played a game for Sindford away at Bristol Rovers, and Gloucester manager was there, Boris, is his yeah. name Boris? Yeah, Boris was there, and he rang me up the next day, I think, and he said oh, he wanted me to go to Gloucester. And uh, he rang me, and I, you know, he offered me a, a deal, and I kind of thought, and then Sinford offered me a contract as well. No one's ever signed a contract before with Sinford, and they offered me a contract, and it was like, you know, it was all right money at the time for what I was seventeen, and like Gloucester offered me a deal, but it was like between me, it was like ridiculous. I think it was like fifty quid or something. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll give you if you play, and I was thinking, I was kind of backing myself, thinking. I'm not going to leave and going to sit on the bench kind of thing, you know. And yeah. so I turned, I think there was like an article about it, it's like turn down Tigers or whatever. But that wasn't like, I just thought, obviously I had a relationship with the Sinister and the manager pulled me in straight away after he heard I got released. He was like, I want to find a contract with us. Come and enjoy your football, blah, 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 blah. So I did that and, you know, but it, it definitely worked out for the best. So that, I mean, that's incredible to hear that because that's not something that, that I don't think many people would have known. So, you know, no. in your mind, was it more of a case than that, you know, you wanted to just get games under the belt almost after leaving Cheltenham and Cinderford were the guarantee that you were going to get games at a decent level? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, my dad had a big influence on me because before I went to Cinderford on loan, he used to go and watch Cinderford. Because at the time, people like around the Fossil and Cinderford's a good level. You know, it's in, everyone thinks of Cinderford as. Of, you know, that's a really good level. So Dad used to go and watch it midweek and things like that. He, he said to me, would you fancy go on loan there? And I thought, I've been to watch a few days before. And I thought, it looks quite physical. Like, well, yeah, I could look, give it a go. And I went there and it just took it in my stride and it went really well. That's why I think I went there because I was loved there as well. And it was it was just not easy for me, but I was comfortable there, you know. And From the sound of it, it, kind of, it, it kind of fit what you needed at the time. Yeah, definitely, 100%, yeah, 100%. So that's why I went there and didn't go to Gloucester at that time. So obviously so. you were at Cinderford, and my first game that I ever did of Cinderford ended up being the, the game you won the league. Um, oh. You know, we shared it on, on Seven Sport recently, that it was the, the anniversary of that. Yeah. You know, at the time, and, and obviously in the build-up to that big game um, against Taunton, you know, what was the the vibe like around the club? Obviously, Bruffy, I know what he's like, and, and he's quite yeah. a, a calm and collected individual, let's put it that way, very focused. And Was yeah, it easy I for mean, you as players to focus? Yeah, I've, a lot of people got their opinions of Bruffy, but for me, he's, he's definitely one of the best managers I've ever had. Um, you know, he's, got, he's, you know, he's passionate about the game, and he wants his teams to win, and that drove us on, I think. We was, we was you know, we was such a good group of lads and we was all together and you know we didn't lose at home and we made Sinford a fortress kind of thing you know and Bruffy was definitely I say he was the he's behind that then you know he without him we wouldn't have we wouldn't have won the league no chance because you know there were times where we came in at half time and he's on it he knows what he's doing and he was brilliant so he just he definitely helped us for that and with the the squad that Sinderford had obviously the likes of of Lee Smith is going to stand out as well. Um, it's an experienced head in there, and you know you had Ethan Moore, who you know he'd flirted yeah. with with Gloucester and, and Worcester in, in the years prior to to being at Cinderford. 
you know, did you learn off the, the players around you? Um, at the time, as it weird as it sounds, obviously I was young, but I felt an experienced head. If, well, Lee, Lee Smith came in a bit later and um, when I was there, and I was the captain at the time. And um, I played with Lee before when he was at Sinford. Um, when I first went to Sinford, he was there. And I, he was experienced then. He used to chat to the boys. And I used to look up to him then thinking, you know, he does know what he's on about. He's been there, he's played it. And then when he left, he went to Syrah and done well. And then Bruffy got on back halfway through, I think, the season, maybe. Um, and I felt, I don't know, I might have been 18, 19, but I felt like I was a man in the team, you know. And I was I was the captain, I felt. But obviously, Ethan, I was with him at Cheltenham. And he was brilliant for us that year. Like, it's such a shame, obviously, with injuries and things like that, because he's a top player. But with the squad we had, it would be interesting if we all stayed together, you know, going up into the next league. I think we'd have challenged again 100%. Because if I remember rightly, wasn't there, um, you know, seen if, if I remember rightly, they didn't actually want to go up, but then the leagues made them go up, didn't they? Yeah, it was all, I think a lot of the boys were going to stay. I mean, I was always going to go. Um, me and Ethan obviously went to Gloucester. I thought I've achieved what I want to achieve. So, you know, I've been there for you know, two and a half, three years. And then all the boys wanted to stay. There was obviously, they heard the club didn't want to go up. A lot of the boys got a bit, you know, angry at that because what have we done all year? We've worked hard all year for what? So I think that, you know, kind of pissed the boys off. So a lot of the boys were going elsewhere. And I think it was only one lad that stayed in Gloucester. I think he stayed. And, so, yeah. And, and, you know, when that news came or, or you know, the, the club say that we don't want to go up, you said there after you, were, you felt you were an experienced head and, and were captain at the time. You know, how did you feel as an individual? It happened quite late, actually. They didn't tell us straight away they didn't want to go up. Because when we was going to win the league, they knew we was going to win the league. Everyone was buzzing. There was no talk of oh we don't really want to go up there was no talk of that so I didn't have any idea that that was going to happen and then obviously Tim came in and I signed for Gloucester and I think it might have happened even after I signed for Gloucester so I was kind of my head was already somewhere else and I was obviously gutted for the boys that wanted to stay there and stuff like that but personally it didn't really like affect me that much because I was already concentrating on obviously Gloucester at the time so but when it, it, it when... did me he <laughs> did because obviously we worked hard all year for them to turn around and say that it was it was annoying but I think that's obviously why Bruffy left as well you know he's like he, yeah. he obviously got annoyed with it as well you can't blame him he's a man who screams to me that he's got a, a winner's mentality every time yeah. I speak to him and, and see him at games you know he wants to win a game of football it could be a friendly but he wants to be winning that game oh yeah yeah 100% he's like I said, he's, he's one of the best managers I've ever worked under. And he's, you know, he's not just, he's got a winning mentality, definitely, but he's so switched on in terms of coaching as well. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's on about. And he can get you going on the pitch. And he's like, you're, you are right. He doesn't want to lose a game, you know, in pre-season. He's, he's going mad on the sideline, just like he is in the league. It doesn't matter. You know, even in training, you know, he used to join in and train and he'd be on it. He'd be wanting to win, you know. He used to join in and train him. What, what, what was he like? Cause I, I haven't, I would, I haven't seen him play. I don't think I can even imagine seeing him play. What, what would he, what was he like? He played in a game once. Um, it was like a mixture of youth team and first team game, eleven v eleven. Um, and he, I remember he played centre half, and he, he had like 
Vaseline over his eyebrows and tied his socks out with laces and he was quite he was alright to be fair like he was quite solid good in the air not bad on the ball like he was I thought he was alright just carrying a bit at the time I could imagine him to be one of those those players well when he's a coach at that point but you know a a man who probably couldn't do it in training every day or or every other day or whatever but on a match day would be able to just switch that on and and, and go from there clearly yeah definitely yeah and he just I sent people don't see eye to eye to him but I said I've always got on with him well and I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a bit like him really. I'm a winner as well and I want to win all the time and I think that's why you know I, we burst off each other I think he was big influence on me massively and how would he, he obviously we, we talk about Bruffy there but sort of where would Tim sort of sit in regards to that Tim Harris when he brought you into Gloucester you know how did he sort of sell it to you to, to bring you into Gloucester in the end? He didn't really have to sell it to me, I don't think, that's much. Um, I felt like I was ready to make the step up. Um, I don't get me wrong, I was a bit nervous when I first went joined Gloucester, so a new club, it's obviously two leagues above. I thought, you know, we will see if I'm ready for this. And obviously a lot of people say, oh, you should play higher and blah, blah, blah. So I thought, I want to prove to people that I can play higher. And so I was kind of going in for to play higher myself so as soon as Tim came to me and said I want to do this and I was like straight on it straight on it straight away really he didn't really have to sell it to me as much he just kind of went with it kind of thing and was it easy to to fit in with the group that Gloucester had at the time yeah it was it was I felt at home straight away I mean I know all the boys there really in terms of Joe Hanks Spence Hamilton Zach Fitz I think was there you know it's a good club to be at Tom Webb, obviously Sam Avery, they're all welcoming. And at the time, Jazz Singh was there. We had a really good team that year. You know, we had some good players. Ed Williams, obviously one of my good friends, he was there. So it was really easy to just go there and fit in, really. Now, in the first season you had at City, you made forty-four appearances. You know that's good going for you know making a step up two divisions. And we used to say uh, on Seven Sport on commentaries and 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 things like that that you know. You were performing at such a high level. You were the best right back in in the National League North for me. I can I'm confident to sit here and say that that apart from I think it was Michael Nottingham at Salford. You yeah, know, I think he scored like ten goals or something <laughs> stupid that season. But no one so. was performing at a higher level than, than than yourself. Did you feel, you know, could you feel that you were playing well in that first season? Um, I remember the first game we had. We was away at Salford. And it was my first game for Gloucester, and I, ninety minutes came. I thought, oh my god, that was that was so hard. I thought, oh my god, it. Like we didn't really have the ball. Like we were just defended. It. I felt like this is going to be a long season. I felt it was going to, you know, it was a hard game. Personally, I didn't play bad, but I didn't really. I, I felt the step up, you know. And then the next game came, and the next game came, next game came, and I just grew and grew confidence. And I felt like. Every week I was going out thinking, I want to be the best player on the pitch. I want to, you know, my winger's not going to get the better of me. And I just felt confident. And that was showing my performances at the time. So, it was good. And obviously you were part of the City side that um, achieved the highest finish that they, they've managed at uh, National League North level. And, and people spoke about, you know, games like that trip away to, to Stockport on the final day to deny them, you know, playoffs and, and what have you. But, as players, could you sense, you know, 
you were on on the way to achieving history and something special for the club. Yeah, I know we we definitely don't we don't had a good season that year. I thought we for me, I thought we could have gone further um, with the squad we had. If you look at the players that we had in that team to where they are now and how you know how they're playing and things like that now, I think we could have gone a bit further. Um, but like I said we had a def a, a good team and a good team bonding there. And we was happy with that season, but. And on the other hand, a lot of the boys were disappointed. We felt like we could have gone a bit further, but unfortunately, it wasn't to be. And then, obviously, the 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 summer came, and everyone knew that City would be moving to Evesham, so yeah. there was always going to be a lot of change there. Um, something that, that I would always key is, you know, a major impact in, in the fortunes for for Gloss City was they got moved to the south, the National League South. So we saw the likes yeah, yeah. of. Of of Jasper Singh depart because obviously where where he lived. Um, from a, a player's perspective, again, how different was it? You know, turning up to Evesham, having been it, you know, going to Warden Road and playing for for Gloucester the season before. How much of a not a wake up call, but how much of a shock to the system was it? Uh, it was a big shock to the system, and I think a lot of the boys would agree with that because um, obviously Warden Road was it was. It was a stadium, you know. It was decent pitch, and the stadium was there. And it, there was definitely a, def- a different feeling when we played at Evesham. Like it was, didn't enjoy it as much as the, obviously the first year when we was at Cheltenham. It was definitely a lot different. And in that time, obviously, you know, Ethan Moore joined um, C, and there was a lot of hope and and pressure in a way for for him as a, a striker you mentioned earlier on about you know unfortunate knee injuries he suffered now he had yeah. um missed that whole first season at Rossi with yourself due to the the injury and you know a lot was put on him for his comeback you know you know him you you would have played with him over the years and and, and spoke to him it would have been hard for him because he didn't score straight away and the pressure sort of built and he, yeah. he sort of struggled for me, almost epitomised, you know, City struggles at a point in that season. How hard was it to to, to sort of see a, a teammate and a friend go through that? Yeah, it was hard. I mean, we all fought for Ethan. Um, obviously, he worked hard to come back off his first knee injury. And all the boys, you know, were with him trying to, you know, to spur him on. And I said, when Ethan's fit and he's ready, he, he could play in, he could play in the league for me. When I've seen him at his top, he's such a good player. But it was hard to see, and obviously when he done his second knee injury, that was, you know, it was horrendous. Really, all the boys and the whole squad fought for him, and obviously it was hard for him. Obviously the fans were kind of getting on his back a little bit, and then you know Ethan's not one to shy away from a little bit, of, you know, and it was he definitely struggled, he, even mentally as well. That would have been hard for him, and definitely show you know. And, Towards the end for him, definitely. And we mentioned there, obviously, about the the shocks of system of, of you know, playing Evesham. You know, in that season where you played at Wadham Road for for C, you know, getting three hundred, sometimes even four hundred towards the end of the the season, um, because City were doing so well, attendances were were dwindling slightly. You know, fans, as you said, were getting on not just Ethan's back, but but the but the club as a whole. How frustrating yeah. was that season um, for yourself? The the, one, the season when we was at Eversham. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Was a frustrating season because 
But when we got moved to the safe, a lot of the boys, you know, a lot of maybe even the fans thought, oh, we're going to go and do well. But the safe's still still a strong, strong outfit, you know. And they say about the North being better and you know, it's everyone's opinion. I prefer the North um, personally, but it was it was frustrating. The whole season was frustrating, I think. Because we, d- we definitely underachieved, you know, as, as a team. So it was de- you know, definitely frustrating. You were captain of, of that side as well. And you ended up getting the player of the season for, for that season. You know, did you feel that your performance levels dropped? Or, or you know, did you think, that, you know, I could kick on from here? And, and you had another good season under your belt personally? I thought I could definitely kick on from there. And obviously... The end of my first season with Gloucester, I thought, obviously I got that trial then with Derby and that was a massive boost. Um, cause it obviously shown that I got recognition from the performances in the first season. But obviously the second season, I didn't, I don't think I didn't play as many games in the second season. I had a few injuries, I think. But I, like I said, I definitely think majority of the players, I think, not necessarily underperformed, but it didn't go to plan then, you know, and, I think we lost a lot, a few, few players as well. Jazz obviously left. He was a big player for us. Um, but yeah, I think second season it was it didn't wasn't as good as the first season for me really personally. I think if you ask a lot of the boys, they'd be the same, and it wasn't there. It kind of went a bit downhill. I think personally from there, because obviously Tim left after the uh, FA Trophy defeat at, at Chesham, um, and Rico sort of took over from there. You know, yeah. how much of a shock was it? Did you sense it was coming, or or was it out of the blue? It was, it was out of the blue, to be honest. Um, we were training one night, and he got us in and said, "You know, I'm leaving." Um, I mean, we was all we was all shocked. No one's seen it coming at all. Um, then obviously, Rico came in and got to give you know give massive credit to Rico. He's he's a great guy. And he's a, um, you know he's an amazing coach and manager. So. Tim even was a big shot, but I think Rico definitely stepped up to it, in my opinion. How do you think Rico, um, did he surprise you in a sense, stepping up to to the main managerial job or, you know, with his coaching and his heartbreak background, was it almost uh, expected that he'd come in and, and you know, um, do all right? He definitely surprised me, if I'm honest. I, I, he used to coach us and train, I thought, you know, he definitely knows what he's on about when he stepped up to like the manager, he kind of came into his own kind of little bit. I saw a different side to him, and I definitely, I definitely, yeah, it did surprise me in terms of his managerial like performances, but his tactics and things like that it was always spot on from, from day one, really. So, and you mentioned the the Derby trial. Obviously, we were always going to talk about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. We all know that you know Luke went to to, to Derby, and the the trial came in, and, and there was a sense that you know. Kieran could do this. Everyone sort of was behind you and, and felt, you know, we didn't see any reason why Derby wouldn't no. take you on. The the sort of rumours that come out of that, as, as ever, it's always going to be rumours that come out of it, were that you were told that, you know, you were probably too good for their under-23s, but not quite good enough for for the championship team. What was the sort of feedback they gave you? That was pretty much it. I mean... I went there, I trained on Monday, I stayed, I stayed up there for a week, I trained on Monday, and I walked in, and anyone that knows me, I, I'm just quite down to earth, you know, and I walked in, I thought, oh my God, like, yeah, if you know what a young, arrogant fucker is, then I walked into a room full of them, you know, and I just thought, oh no, and I trained, and I trained really well, I thought, 
you know, I don't look out, I, I don't look out of place here one bit, you know. And I'm stepping up to it, and I trained again, and felt good. And it came to me, we played against Luton in a game, and I started on the bench, and I thought, what is going on? And so they called you in for a trial, and they they started you on the bench. Yeah, and I was thought, what the hell is going on? And that's when I kind of thought, uh, you know, is this a piss take or? <laughs> so I, I just thought, okay, I sat there, and then I came on second half. I think it was thirty-five minutes, something like that. And I did really well. I thought against Luton, you know, they were a good team, and I definitely held my own and did well. Then I trained again the next day. Again, you know, did well in training, and then they called me, and then they said, "Oh, you know, we're not going to take this any further." Um, in terms of like, I think I might have been twenty-three, maybe twenty-two at the time. And they said, "Oh, you know," they basically said that. They said, "You're not quite ready for championship," and they had a few like fullbacks who was on the brink of getting into the first team in terms of like Max Lowe and people like that. So they said, we're not going to take any further. And I was just, it definitely, it annoyed me a little bit. I thought, okay, I was, I'm not saying I'm ready for championship, you know, far from it, you know. But from what I've seen in terms of the lads up there, I even said to the coaches, I said, you know, what shocked me this week is seeing how arrogant and bothered the boys are in they don't know how good they've got it, you know, and I give anything to kind of be in that position, you know, and they're kind of pissing it up against a wall. And it, it that definitely frustrated me. Yeah. 100% definitely frustrated me, yeah. So, cause that's not me at all, you know, I like to, I love, I'd love that opportunity and then seeing boys just piss up against a wall is very, very frustrating. What would they, obviously I don't want you to, to go into too much specifics, obviously for, for whatever reason, but you know, sort of what what sort of things were were they doing or, or saying that you know you didn't really agree with? Well, in terms of like youth team manager would come in and say, for example, so and so, you're the first team today, and then the manager would walk out and he'd be like, oh no, like fuck's sake, I don't want. And I'm looking at him like, are you taking the piss? <laughs> like, like you joking? You know, and the opportunity to train with the first team, and he's like, well, like kind of turned his nose up at you. Because at the time, Derby were like. Would have been it when they were going for the for the championship playoffs because they had that run where they yeah, got in yeah. the playoffs like three years in a row. Yeah, yeah, that was the time. Yeah, Christ. yeah. And I was looking at him like, you know, are you, are you boys winding me up, or and I just so that was definitely frustrating. So after obviously the the, the trial and it didn't quite work out, you know, eventually you'd, you'd leave Gloucester for for Hereford, and you know, for many it would be a, a lateral move because obviously they were in the same league at the time. Yeah, but from from a, a sort of you know just standing back and, and sort of listening to what you're saying and things like that, were you not tempted to sort of just try and trial a League Two or a, a League One club or to um, be told you're not quite good for the Championship? You know, maybe you're you're good enough for League Two, for example. Yeah, I had a chance actually. Um, it came about just before I signed for Hereford. It was oh, he was you might know him. Um, I think his name's Alex. He's played for Tuffley. He's an agent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was talking to him quite a bit, and I signed with him. And you know, he said he'd help me or whatever. Um, and he got me a trial at, at Newport, and I just that trial at Derby really put me off trials. And I was just kind of like, I kind of felt like I got taken the piss out of a little bit, you know. And that kind of put me off. And I was like, I said to Alex, "Yeah, that's fine. I'll go and give it a go, whatever." And it came to me, and I just said to him, "Mate, I." I I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go and I'm not going to trial, you know. And I, I just said to him, I don't want to trial. I said, I, I think 
not being like an out, not being arrogant. I feel like I've deserved a, a chance, but I don't want to do that through a trial. Because yeah. being at clubs, I kind of know when a trialist comes in, not many boys take to the trialist straight away. You know, it, if you've got a week, two weeks, it's not enough to to obviously jar with them properly. You know, and so I said to him in the end, I'm, I'm not going to go. So I didn't go. Then I signed for Hereford in the end. So. And and obviously Hereford, when I was sort of growing up, and and you know yourself too, you know Hereford were football league club, and and obviously yeah, yeah. for whatever reason um, has happened, has happened. You know, did you walk in at Hereford and get a sense that you know you had signed for a potentially big club, or you know did you treat them sort of the same ilk as, as Gloucester City? Um, I kind of. Yeah, when I signed for them, obviously I knew the manager Pete Beadle anyway, um, from my time at Cheltenham. But when I signed there, I felt like it was kind of the same as Boston until um, we played our first league game. Um, and the crowd, I think it was like 2,800 or something like that. And I thought, you know, well, um, this is a big club, you know. And then again, it was the same as Gloucester. I kind of just progressed from the first league game. I kind of just took each game as it came and tried to play, you know, as well as I could. And the first season there was you know, a success for me, personally, definitely. And being at a club now that's got, you know, such a fan base in and around Hereford and, and their local area, you know, how have you taken to the fans and, and they taken to you? I mean, I seem to get a lot of praise from fans. Um, first year, obviously, I got Players Player of the Year, um, got some Radio Hereford Player of the Year and some other, you know, some fans, uh, radio, fans Radio Hereford or something like that, Player of the Year. And I don't, you know, right, a, lot, a lot of the boys, no, not a lot of the boys, but some of the boys do get sick of the fans, you know, by social media, in person, whatever. But I've always got nothing but praise, really, which is quite good, you know, coming from thousands of you know, fans. So I feel like the fans have taken to me quite well because obviously they know what they get and I want to work hard and that's all they want kind of thing, you know. They want the players to work hard and put in a performance and if you do that, then they love you and... So I think that's why I get on well with them. And do you feel at home at, at Hereford? Obviously, Gloucester City fans are always, you know, on Twitter, and there was that banner sort of between Hereford fans and, and Gloucester fans when when they were in the same leagues and things like that. You know, Gloucester fans have always said, you know, Kieran Thomas and Ed Williams were two in particular that they'd want back at Gloucester. But do you see yourself firmly at, at Hereford and, and are comfortable there? Yeah. Like I said earlier, football is very opinionated. Um, obviously, we've got a new manager in and things like that. All I'm going to say, you know, you never write anything off, you know. Because football is very, I said, opinionated. So you never know what's around the corner, you know. So, but obviously, I am happy at Alfred, but I'll never write anything off, you know, in terms of Gloucester. Definitely not. Because obviously, I think they're only going to be on the up. When they return to Meadow Park, they're only going to be on the up, I think. And when you were at Gloucester, obviously, we we couldn't get away without talking about Luke a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, to to sort of see him go from Derby, you know, played um, a few times for Derby, and he's he's gone on um, to to Barnsley now. You know, how proud are you of of him and how he's gone about his career? Oh, unbelievably proud of him, definitely. Um, I mean, when he came to Gloucester to, to, on loan, and that was for me watching over Luke's career that was the start of his career you know when he first went to Derby he's kind of a bit on a slippery slope and then he came alone to, Dar- um, to Gloucester and he just you know he hit the ground running I mean 
first first game, I remember actually I was suspended and he came on. He was against Darlington. He came on last twenty minutes. And he got nailed like the first ten minutes. And I thought, oh god, you know, I hope you know, I hope this is not what's going to be happening. And he, the second game he started and he just absolutely ran the show and he was just incredible. And each week he just got better and better and better and better, you know. And he was making that league look so easy, which obviously it's not. Um, and then obviously he went back to Derby that year, pre-season, and he was some flames, you know. And I think obviously Lampard was the manager then. He was playing in pre-season, scoring in pre-season, made a few appearances in the championship, then went on loan to commentary, and then League One, ripping it up, you know, doing really, really well. And then we've come to Barnsley, and now obviously playing in the championship, he's doing really well. So, and where can he, you know, you 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 know him better than. Um, than any of us, obviously, who, who sort of just see him on the telly now. Um, you know, how far can he progress in, in, in his career, do you reckon? I think if he keeps his head there, you know, it's, if he keeps on the straight and narrow then, you know, in terms of, because not just that on the pitch, it's obviously what comes off the pitch as well and your lifestyle and things like that. And I think there's no reason why he couldn't make it to the Premier League. No reason why, he, you know, he's got the ability to, he's, 100%. I would like to say Premiership, definitely. And the last question, really, to to just sort of wrap it up. Um, you mentioned throughout, you know, obviously the impact that, that your dad's had um, for yourself in your career and the decisions you've made, um, obviously with your, your partner as well. How big have your family been for you and, and obviously your close ones to, to really support you? Because you've had without sounding too negative and, and ending on a negative note, you've had a, a couple of major elements of rejection, obviously, from Cheltenham Town after given, getting that sort of false hope that potentially you could get a contract. That was a, a low point for you. And then obviously the the Derby trial, which has clearly impacted your um, decisions later on with, with Newport, for example. How important yeah. have they been for, for you as not just a player, but as a person? Um, obviously, when I got the like, rejection, obviously, with Cheltenham, my family was there, you know, for me. But I, I didn't really have time to kind of dwell on it. My dad was kind of like, come on, let's just... I was straight to Sinford then. I was like, playing, you know, and there's no point in kind of dwelling on that. And then in terms of, like, the derby trial, obviously my partner was there for me, but I was quite down about that. And then obviously, like I said, my family was there, my partner was there as well. And it just kind of made me again and just thought, just get on with it, you know. And I'm quite a strong-willed person. I don't really kind of dwell on things if it happens it happens I just you know kind of take each day as it comes you know obviously at this stage you know we said that the the inner spotlight interviews we've done so far have been with people looking back at their careers you're still waiting to go into your prime you've still got a lot of your career ahead of you what is your sort of short term long term targets for the remainder of your career that's a good question I've always said you know and I would love to to play full-time football that is something I haven't done obviously since I've been a scholar you know so I would love to do that that was what I'd like to do and I would like to definitely like to progress and see you know play in the league above national league definitely I, I would like to play full-time for the best sports coverage in the west visit sevensport.co.uk